Imagine you're sitting on the bus on your way to work. You feel bored. It's hot. The annoying person standing next to you smells bad. The bus feels cramped. You start to feel aggressive. Normal people don't attack their smelly fellow commuters, so luckily you can always dive into your mobile phone to let off some steam. And what better game to dive into than one where you can fight against evil armies? Goblins and ogres that probably smell just as bad as the fellow commuter standing next to you destroying your morning ride to work. Maybe it's a game about a fantasy land called, let's say, Aternum. A country that's invaded by mean green guys and that it's your job to assemble an army and defeat those forces of darkness. Well, that's the simple but very effective setup of a new mobile game, Warlords of Aternum, from the German game studio InnoGames. Goodbye Kansas did the release trailer, and today we're going to talk about the production of that trailer. How much of a game trailer is decided well before the animation studio steps into production? How much creative freedom does a game trailer director have? And why will we never get fed up with fighting against evil armies in computer games? Yes, today the yellow brick road will lead us to Aternum. Join me and meet some ogres and goblins. Hi everybody, I'm Nils Lagen and this is Yellowbrick Road, your friendly little podcast about movies, games and visual effects. Yes, today we're going to talk about the German mobile game Warlords of Aternum, and more specifically, how Goodbye Kansas created the release trailer. And here to help us to shed some light on this are the director of the trailer, Richard Enqvist, and the VFX supervisor, Henrik Eklund. Hello! Hello! Nice to have you here. Henrik, you, you've been with us before here at Yellowbrick Road, but Rickard, this is your first visit here, and I always ask my guests to tell a little about how they ended up in this lovely business. So, how did you start with animation and directing? Well, basically, I've I've always been uh, into storytelling. I guess I, I've I've been drawing and writing and stuff, and and. Uh, well, long story short, this animation is a way to do both, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> it's kind of a frame, a framework for my creativity that, that you know, th- there are so many different roles and, and stuff to, to fill, should you want to. So it's, it's a really rich craft, a rich art form. Where, where, where did you study? Well, initially I wanted to be a Disney animator when I was like 13 or 14. Mm. But there was no real, uh, I, I couldn't see a path from where I was experimenting at home with, you know, borrowed equipment, like a Super 8 camera, and I was drawing and, and making some claymation stuff and all these things. But th- there was really no school to mm. attend in, in Sweden for animation and basically very little industry. There was some guy in the south, Parolin. Yeah. Making Dunderklumpen, another classic. Yes, <laughs> a Carl Bertil Jonsson's Julafton. Swedish classics that were beautiful, but you know, I wasn't planning on moving to the south of Sweden, and much less trying to find a, a school in, in, in the US or something where I could see myself eventually 
sneaking into Disney. <laughs> but I was dreaming of it. I was I was going by myself to to watch Beauty and the Beast. I think seven times. Mm. Um, no, none of my friends went by themselves to the cinema back then. So, yeah. <laughs> but then eventually, I, I I got into art school and I was painting. And one of of the courses that were offered was was to go to a different school that had just popped up. Uh, where they did teach animation, so that was kind of a way back into it when I was in my twenties, mm. and so I went there for a few weeks, and then I went back to my art school and I started building my own little animation studio for six months, which made me a pretty good carpenter, but I didn't <laughs> animate a single frame, so then I realized I had to go to animation school. So I switched back to that animation school that offered the course, and then that kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the directing then, how did that come about? Uh, the directing part, uh, well, I, I was uh, I was working for Fido, and it kind of evolved naturally. We were, you know, I was working on smaller commercials and stuff, and and we oftentimes ended up, you know, being the directors. I right? was mm-hmm. for the projects. Um, a lot of times it was live action. Uh, uh, backplates and we would insert uh, uh, an animated character and the 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 director on on paper so to speak would be the DOP but mm-hmm. once they were once we had the 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 backplates they were out of the picture a lot of time and and uh, yeah we were very involved in in planning out the 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 plates in the first place as well so I, you know we i was storyboarding and, and and basically directing without getting credit for it so then we decided in the studio eventually that we were going to to take credit for the work that we were doing and, and charge a little bit of money <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing so yeah it just kind of came naturally and then it's it's you know for a few years now it's been a more official role yeah So today we're going to talk about this game, Warlords of Eternum. What can you tell me about the game? Well, I don't know that super much, but I know it's an online turn-based strategy game where you build an army to defeat your enemies. A classic setup, yeah, you could say. <laughs> so, so how how, how did uh, and when did Inner Games contact you about doing this trailer? Well, it was um, in the beginning of the. F- fall of 2017 I think 2017 a year uh, ago. yeah a year ago and uh, initially it was super loose they basically said okay we have this bag of money do something cool what if I could hand you a bag full of money right now you know what I'm saying how, how does uh, a game trailer brief sound like that, that, that sounds kind of loose that was, kind of loose. <laughs> that was super loose that's that's probably as as loose as they come mm. you know sometimes they're very specific but but, the, but this time that's it was challenging and fun i guess yeah for sure it was really fun to see when rick uh, Richard had done a different uh, scripts and they were starting to be happy about that he did some neat storyboards that everyone in the team really smiled at when we saw them <laughs> they were really you could see the movie Really yeah. good, just from those. So you wrote the scripts, Rick? Yeah, I, I, did you do uh, several? Uh, yeah, versions? to get into it, kind of. Yeah. I, I, I think I wrote like five different scripts or something, and then we picked one that was workable. 
they, they did have a decent bag of money, but there was also a lot of content mm. uh, desired in the trailer in terms of, I mean, the, the, the game is basically you lead armies yeah. and you build your armies and you fight orcs that are also in, in squadrons and bunches and different, you know, there will be archers and there'll be riders and all these things. So, so um, we discovered throughout the process that we would have to have crowds, for instance, yeah. in the trailer. Um, so then, you know, with multiple characters that need to be keyframed, that takes a, away a bit of the budget for other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty easy to narrow down like which script will actually work yeah. for this money. For the, and the given, we I think we had like 24 or 25 seconds to tell a story basically and make people interested. And then the rest was call to action. Yeah. And, and the characters, are, are those characters from the game? Yes, they are. They 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 are um, in the game. You 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 start out playing a, a handful of heroes, but they all come with their own squads. So there mm. will be a hero leading the pikemen, a hero leading like swordsmen on foot. There's a, a hero leading uh, like a, a cavalry unit, and there are archers and stuff. There were kind of uh, heroes with a hint of story and a hint of, you know, different characters and a little bit tongue-in-cheek, a little bit like Warcraft where, you know, it's, it's a slightly humorous yeah. uh, spin on fantasy. They handed us a, a, a pamphlet or <laughs> PDF but, but of, did, of, of... Did you receive the 3D models for them? Yes, uh, we did, we did. But, they, you know, we got a, a, a bit of lore in a document with yeah. some, some inspirational drawings and very short paragraphs. Okay, this is the story of the of the country or, or the area and this is you know or the the world and this is uh, this hero such and such and this is you know the pikeman and blah 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 so um we we had the information on on the characters in the world and then we had uh, 3d models for characters but they were top-down models and uh, for you know, suitable for yeah, for some mobile. Of, games. Some of the characters were a bit modeled, and some were like half done. Like mm -hmm. they were into making the game. So some of them we modeled from scratch, and we did all the textures and looked at. We mixed like high details in some areas and tried to be cleaner in other areas to be able to create this look to the characters. Mm -hmm. Big like big fleshy parts for the orc, for example, were more simple in texture, while um, their armor and such had more detail. Mm -hmm. This was like a great process together with Rickard, who did a lot of like paint overs when we did the work on them and the concept for the character team to look at. So. Yeah. So, so it was, you know, once we realized what, what we needed, it was a huge job to get everything in place, both in terms of getting uh, animatable characters and, and get, you know, meshes for those rigs and, and just find a look and everything. And it, it was really cool because I, I felt right from the start that the team was really enthusiastic and, and on this from day one, yeah. uh, which was a super rewarding feeling that, you know, and, and Henrik was, was on me every day, beautifully, <laughs> you know, say like, okay, we need this, but you need to decide whether, you know, we need to find a look, we need to find, you know, how much simplicity, how much, you know, exactly do we need of this and this, and, you know, what's this going to be like, what's the lighting like, and... And I was like constantly running, trying to feed 
this animal. Yeah, but that, that was like, like we had to jump into production more or less, yeah. like the whole team at the same time. So we wanted a lot of answers straight up. Yeah, yeah. which was which was uh, frustrating and difficult, but it was also fantastic. And, yeah, then, and then, then it's like, when you go as a team like that, mm. then it's really fun, because everyone starts at the same time. Sometimes you do some steps separately, and then it's not as much of a team. Mm. Like it, it doesn't, but this was really like, yeah, let's have a startup meeting, let's go. Yeah. And that was really fun. And I think it was also really cool to see from my perspective that I would hand out crumbs of information and, and references and stuff. But given the, the fact that we needed to produce so much, I couldn't control everything, which was a very good thing. So, so everyone had to pitch in with their own little spin on it and, and take uh, a bit of responsibility, of course, for, for their station. And it ended up really nice. I, I, I was amazed. I, I think with, with the kind of money and the time that we had, this team really knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah. I'm super pleased with, with what happened. And it's just kudos to everyone involved. It was really a fun, fun project. And I, the most rewarding thing in the end was also having, we, we, we oftentimes have like a, an autopsy. <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> After, afterwards. <laughs> no, autopsy, we, that's a new name for postmortem. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fellas, let's be reasonable, huh? This is not the time or the place to perform some kind of a half-assed autopsy on a fish. Postmortem, exactly. Where we look at the project, you know, what went well and what didn't mm. go so well and stuff. And uh, apparently, to my delight, everyone had a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And that was that was that's really always important to, to feel like the whole team had really fun doing it, and you yeah. know, it will be come out great. So yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Could you briefly walk me through the production steps? Well, the as like uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, Rika did these uh, scripts first, and then he showed oh. these really amazing storyboards, and uh, he had some concepts on the location, uh, which he made with our concept team. Then, as I said, we jumped into production more or less from the get-go. More animatic style in the start, getting the framing and the cameras right, and then more into details. We created lighting setups and comp setups to get this nice uniform look to the trailer, whilst the animators, well, they worked really frantically to get all the animations just right, because we had to keyframe everything, right? Yeah. We started uh, on all fronts at the same time, and uh, but we really we kept it really efficient and smooth, I think, because yeah. uh, like Ricket could give us a lot of answers early on, which was good. You, you, you mentioned keyframe animation. Uh, normally, when Good Bacansas does game trailers, it's motion capture that you use, but, but that was never an option for this one. No, I, I think uh, Rickard could elaborate on that, but uh, like this, this is made for doing keyframe. For yeah, the yeah, I don't think for this particular project it would have been uh, realistic no. in the first place to, to get a, a mocap shoot together. And because we were, you know, keyframe animation will allow us to to start block out shots and come back to them and tweak and stuff. And with a mocap shoot, we would have had to be much more prepared mm-hmm. in terms of what we needed to shoot on that specific day. And we, I, I doubt that we would have been there. Uh, early enough to be able to finish it. That said, you know, regardless of time schedule and everything, I mean, this this is a, a, a cartoony world. It's a yeah. it's a little bit of uh, you know when you whenever you have a cartoony project, <clears throat> there's a certain element of abstraction to the design and everything, and that really invites cartoony animation. That's like if you were to slap on uh, mocap animation on on, on mm-hmm. this, chances are it will look a little bit flat and a little yeah. bit. 
when you when you have something a little bit cartoony design wise and you add mocap animation to it 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 looks a little slow and a little bit floaty and stuff even if it's completely natural mm. um, motion with an uh, cartoony world you're used to seeing pushed animation a little bit it needs to you need to exaggerate more yeah. and and like crank it up make it a little bit faster make it a little snappier like everybody will jump a little bit higher you know it, everything is a little bit reduced and pushed mm. uh, and i think it, for me it was a no brainer that, that that's the kind of style we needed to sort of accompany the design that that went with this world basically so Yeah. Um, plus, we have a really good uh, keyframe department. Which, yeah, we have which, a lot which, of uh, lot of good keyframe artists. Yes, and and you know sometimes it's it's really nice to stick a project like this in their hands, and have them really go for it. Yeah, because they keyframe. can work out each shot with uh, with you together with yes, you to yes. like find their own style and, and mm. such. We like try to keep mm. some of the artists on one of the characters to like mm-hmm. be able to really flesh them out. Yeah. And find uh, their inner character or whatever. Mm. How many animators were you on this one? I'd say we were we were a handful. Like some people would rotate in and out, uh, but probably four or five mm. steady ones. Call Matthews the foreman. I tell him he's got a new guy. Boom, you're on the rotation. You get a time card. It's clocked in and out for you every day. And at the end of the week, you get a nice paycheck. Doc workers do very well. It's a light-hearted trailer, and, mm. and there's visual comedy in it. How does that work with finding that visual comedy? Is it, is it all that you kind of present it, or could a, a single animator come? Out? Maybe we could do like this, and, and how does it work? Well, it's it's you, you know we we one part is that you have a script, and it was fairly well uh, timed out, given that we had our whatever it was, you know, 24 or 25 seconds, we knew that it was, we have uh, basically the story of the, the the trailer is that there's a standoff between two armies and they clash. That's it. Yeah. Um, That's but we also wanted to add a bit of character and charm and a, a, a bit of humor uh, to it to maybe suggest these heroes to have different personalities and maybe relationships in terms of hierarchy or status that they, you know, or different qualities. Maybe one is a little bit more rebellious. Maybe one is pompous. Maybe one is is nuts, you know, different or a glutton as, as the orc, the, yeah. the Grubach character. He, he cares more about his food than his friends probably in this trailer. And that was something that, you know, I, I was trying to write and, and find how can we make this, you know, fairly dry kind of basic situation, which you see there are a dime a dozen almost with with trailers. Yeah. Like how can you find something charming and, and fun and make it a little bit special for us to work with at least? And, and that, that that's what really uh, at least uh, tickles me to try to find those little things uh, and hint at story or, you know, get a bit of of humor in there and a bit of character and and personality but then you know once I I tried to present that as best as I could to to the team like this is what we're shooting for Uh, and then you know it's up to each animator to interpret of course I I, I will not dictate that on frame blah 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 you know such and such we need exactly this pose so Mm -hmm. they will uh, I will give them a brief for each shot and then we explore together where it's going and and Anytime you're animating, and I've been animating a lot too. Like, like whenever you get a shot, you're, you're of course welcome to to suggest your 
take on the yeah. brief, yeah. and it's yours to lose in a way. And if if you come up with something good, then I I try to keep an open mind. And but my responsibility is always, of course, also to make sure that it's true to the to the film and, yeah. and to but that always, it will work. But we always try to give like ownership of certain things. Like when we yeah. do assets, we try to give each artist ownership yes. of something, and then we try as the team to keep it the. A uniform look, or like, yeah. uh, so the story works out and yeah. all that. So, so it's, it's kind of you, you try to go both ways. I mean, you have to keep everything in check, but also to give enough freedom for everybody to feel that they actively uh, contribute. So mm. it becomes kind of an, a band situation where where. Yeah, it's like a symphony yeah, orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Like it's super important really that everybody is having fun. Everything worked out like that mm. in this trailer, I think. Like everyone in the team had their different uh, ownership, sort of, mm. and uh, I think everyone was happy doing this. And that, yeah, that's awesome. from the survey, it came out like that as well. So mm. <laughs> I think it was a very, very uh, good project in that manner. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you, you you mentioned that the brief was kind of loose, but uh, but then production went on. Uh, how, how much? creative freedom can a trailer production have and how, how much is controlled by the client? It depends on the client I'd say but uh, for this instance uh, we had to do some changes throughout the, mm. <laughs> throughout the production sort of. You mm. can maybe elaborate on those. Yeah, the, the, the initial brief was, was almost a non-brief apart mm. from this document where, you know, where they presented the world and the characters and, and very basic information of you know what the what the game is what the gameplay is but we discovered in the process that there was more to the brief than was initially yeah. uh, presented so of course you know once we started to get concrete and show things uh, and they started to show it around their uh, office and to their executives and stuff they started going like hmm okay this is not uh, like something would deviate or suggest uh, different gameplay than than the game actually is initially we had fewer characters and more focus on 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 the heroes we still focus on the heroes but but uh, they asked us to add more background characters to to really suggest squads yeah and so we ended up doing that yeah, but we, <laughs> of course we, we tried we to, to keep them in we the have background. to comply <laughs> we tried to keep them in the shadows and yes. like in the, mm -hmm. in yeah. the depth of field like uh, yeah. blurred out so I mean, you try to find a way to to uh, have the sort of circumstances work to your advantage also. I mean, by design and also maybe a bit of a lucky stroke, we came up with this sort of hilltop shrine setting. Mm. Um, and it's magic hour, just like every every other every trailer, <laughs> trailer almost. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just visually nice. But one very conscious decision was to also not only have magic hour, but um, have it, it like if you were to turn the camera straight up into the sky, it would probably be overcast in patches, mm -hmm. almost like, you know, those romantic skies of, of you know, painters like Kaspar David Friedrich and, and, and the like. You, you have a very dramatic sort of almost chunky evening sunset light. But there will be like patches of sunlight, and then you have like patches where it's uh, shaded, and that allowed us to basically spotlight almost like a stage our characters that we wanted to bring to the front of the action, and yeah. also push back other characters that we didn't want to be as clear or that were secondary, like squads. You know, mm -hmm. the generic archer will be 
in the shadow a little bit and and uh, also in, in out of focus slightly. So that wasn't a way to to keep clarity uh, while still showing some. some yeah, we wanted uh, to direct the eyes of the viewer, exactly, of course, yeah, to yeah. where we wanted them to look, and mm. that was on the main characters mostly. Mise en scène. Yes, exactly. So, 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 so that was a way, a, sort of a creative decision to to allow for us to to, yeah. to work that way and still make it uh, logical in the in the setting. Speaking of look and feel, I mean, Henrik, we, we used to see you being VFX supervisor on, on game trailers that, that are like super realistic, like the Overkill's The Walking Dead trailers. And what's the difference to work with a cartoony style trailer like this? Well, I love to do different kinds of looks, of course. It's just that we have been focusing a lot on realism in our latest trailers. So this was a really nice break from that. <laughs> I think I was a bit focused on getting a lot of details out in the start, but Rickard kind of put us in the right track there. Like he wanted some parts to be clean and simple whilst having details in the right area, sort of, mm. so to speak. So we, yeah, together with Rickard, we found a great, uh, uh, what do you say, balance yeah. there. Mm. Mm. But do you have a favorite character? In the uh, for me, it's Grubak for sure. Like he came out really great. He's very expressive, and uh, we even did some like belly simulation to get his weight and fleshiness <laughs> to shine through. Yeah, I, I have to agree. He's he's um, he's really the centerpiece of 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 this little trailer. And I don't know. I just I, I mean he's he's also the the sort of center of the of one gag that we yeah, have in it yeah. where you know Leela the archer fires a rogue arrow the captain Gilly is is uh, basically it, it's starting out with him holding up his arm saying you know hold your fire and she lets an arrow fly and, and nails Grubak's piece of meat to the helmet of his little little mini me friend <laughs> <laughs> and he's pissed off and, and starts swinging uh, his friend around stuck to the meat still via the the arrow and and you know so he's I, I don't know I, I just that came out really nice both the animation was awesome there and and uh, it, it worked quite well to sort of describe uh, or hint at a like we said earlier uh, at at uh, at personality he's a, a glutton he's uh, he he has little regard to his his friends or comrades. Uh, so he, he's he's all base, uh, you know, needs and and food. yeah, it's 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 basically food and anger, I would say, with him. <laughs> Wait, what's this? That's my chimichanga stand. Um, no, Cookie, we won't be needing that. Trust me, Fiona, y'all are gonna be really hungry after this ambush, okay? What other uh, fight evil armies games do you like? I don't know if I play so many games where there is armies involved, but uh, of course I play a lot online. But uh, your inner demon is what you fight there. Since I can't play as much <laughs> as before, I have to like realize that I'm not as good as I was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to keep your inner group back in check. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to let him out in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. it was for sure. Uh, for, on my part, it's I, I sadly I don't have time to to uh, play games all that much but I did enjoy uh, playing through Dark Souls a lot mm. it, it's not about uh, squad control or anything like that but you do fight evil armies mm. and it's if you haven't looked at it it's a real it's a gothic gem it's it's perfect in every way I love it mm. why is it so fun to fight evil armies well it's the it's the uh, 
It's the old classic. That's yeah. that's what the it's the oldest story there is, I guess, you know. Let's continue to to fight evil. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks a lot for coming and thanks. talking about Thank the you. trailer. And you out there, thanks for listening. Uh, as usual, you can see clips from stuff that we talked about at our webpage, goodbyecancerstudios.com. Next week, we're going to go big. We're going to talk about kaijus, really big film monsters smashing cities. I'm pretty sure that the name Godzilla will come up. Or maybe Gojira. So until next time, goodbye, a bientôt, auf Wiedersehen, wie hörsch.